This episode is brought to you in part by TSMA Consulting, the entertainment industry's leading social media firm. You've heard on the podcast from the top people in entertainment how vital a well-curated social media presence can be for your career. Dropping Character is proud to be partnering with TSMA Consulting, a globally recognized social media firm that can help you make sure your social media represents the quality of your work. I've worked with them personally, and man, did I learn a lot. If you do sign up, make sure you tell them Robbie sent you. All right, let's get on with the show. This is Robbie Ramos, and you're listening to Dropping Character. Man, I don't drop character till I've done a DVD commentary. A lot of first-time listeners on this show are going to hear me talk for the first time, so they don't know my story, but it's a little rough one. It goes back, um, grew up with a really bad, terrible family. My mom was a drug addict, and my dad didn't want anything to do with me at an early age. So uh, bouncing around house to house and being in that environment, like I, I, I never liked the environment. Like I was miserable. You know? Like how young? Oh, from, and you know, young kid on, like, like, like my whole life. Like that's all I knew. Cause I grew up in like poverty, like bad poverty though. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Louisiana. Yeah. Louisiana. And we bounced around a lot cause we never had a stable house. You know, uh, my mom didn't work. Like I said, she was a drug addict. So just alcoholic. It was just anywhere we could stay, you know, you go couch surf. And that's what I knew until I was about 11 years old. That's when I went to a boy's home called boys town. So uh, I went in Boys Town from age 11 until 15. I got adopted out of Boys Town by my adopted dad. Well, obviously, but but he was my disciplinarian at my high school at the time. So uh, he adopted me. He knew you from from, from the school. school. Yeah, yeah. And what happened was it was a long story, but me and my dad got in a fist fight in the office one day. The, the boys' home. Your your biological my biological dad. Yeah, the boys' home had uh, gave me the option to uh, go home. They said, "Hey, look, Boys Town could." Keep you to your 18, or if you want, you can go home because your dad's financially capable of taking care of you. He just didn't want me. He's like, we can, you know, make your dad go take care of you because <clears throat> you don't have to be in the system technically. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, shit, I'm gonna go home, you know, because then I could run around, run the streets, and and be a kid and hang out with my friends and get a girlfriend and do all that stuff you couldn't do in a boys' home, you know. Mm-hmm. But it was uh, it was a nightmare right off the bat because you know my dad didn't want you know he didn't want me there, so he made sure like he made it miserable in every which way possible. What did he do? Just like, no, I mean know, like work for work. What did he do? What, what, oh, he's an electrician. He was an electrician. Yeah, yeah. He was. Just, it was a weird man. We had this weird relationship, like. I had two little brothers too, and uh, he was always cool with them. And they, like, he just did not want nothing to do with me, and and like he never liked me. He just didn't like me. Like he would go get them, he go get McDonald's for them and get him. him the little brothers are the same mom or no? Yeah, same mom. Every, everything's the same. Weird. Yeah, it's weird. Weird. It is real. Weird. Really weird. But uh, it was so. That, so that's like what I dealt with from an early age on. Like my dad would go get McDonald's and for them, and he come home, and I'd be like. Oh, where's mine? He go. Oh, you go make your sandwich out the refrigerator. So I'm get a bologna sandwich. You know why? <laughs> why, why they all eat McDonald's? Right, right. Except me. Like that's the weirdest. Like, you did know. you ever confront him about? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We talked. Uh, 
we talk. He's he doesn't have. Uh, I'm not taking up for him, and, and I'm not defending him. But he says he doesn't have recollection and all that. You know what I mean? Like he 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 don't think he he don't remember any of it. And then I say, well, I'm not I'm not full of crap. You know, like I'm not making this up. <clears throat> Why did you do all this stuff? And home maybe I just didn't know how to be a dad. So I was like, yeah, but you knew how to do a, be a dad with my brothers. So it was, it was just so like you know like he tried to have me in his life now and all that stuff and I'm cool with him like I don't have any issues with him I don't even, I'm, I'm actually thankful for the way I grew up because everybody in my family was is is you know they they rough it you know like they drug addicts in and out of jail you know I'm the first person in my family to graduate high school my my son will be the first one to graduate college here next semester yeah so you know I mean we're changing the game a little bit and it's cool and uh, but you know if I if I would have if 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 I wouldn't have been so different from my family and, you know, I would have had a relationship with my dad like I wanted, then who knows, I probably wouldn't be where I am today. You know what I mean? Like, like it would, my life would have took a whole different, you know, turn. Absolutely, bro. And I, and I, one of the things I admire uh, about you, Luke, is, is your family, dude, and how, and your relationship with Perry in specific, because that's what I've seen. Right. Um, but, but, I'm sure that 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 a lot of that is coming from what you dealt with and knowing what not to do as a father. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. And uh, for those listening, Perry is my son who works on heels with us. He plays Denny the ref on the show, and he's yeah. also the uh, assistant wrestling coordinator. Hell of a wrestler. Hell of a wrestler. Uh, really good man. And uh, yeah, you know, like I, I grew up, you know, wanting a father and wanting a father figure and wanting to be loved and and looking looking for love, you know, and just questioning why I wasn't getting and why I was living in these conditions. So wrestling was, was my, my escape. You know what I mean? Like no matter what was going on, if we were hungry or life was miserable, bro. I mean, cops were at my house every day. My mom was in and out of jail. It was, it was just, you know, chaos. yeah, chaos. It was just, and, and, and we were the kids that the other kids in the neighborhood weren't allowed to play with, you know, cause yeah, like yeah. there was always Everyone's trouble. Like this. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, you know that's 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 rough as a kid being pushed away from people when you want to be accepted and uh, <clears throat> and you don't you understand why but you don't understand why you know you understand why people don't want you around but you don't understand why you in these conditions because you're like I'm not like you I'm have like, no choice though. yeah I mean as a kid you you have no fucking yeah so wrestling was my escape so like whenever wrestling was on I was just you know mesmerized every time I watched it like like. Nothing else in the world mattered. Nothing. So, uh, who were those? Those are like oh, wrestlers that you were looking up to at that time. Well, you know, as a kid, when you were watching WWF back then, they had all of them: Hogan, Warrior, you know, Macho Is that the Man, Golden Age Jake of the fucking... Snake. Yeah, yeah, it is, they were right? just big. You know, yeah. As I got a little older, it was Mr. Perfect, Kurt Hennon, and um, and Rick Rude. Those were my two favorites. But uh, yeah, the, the golden age, you know, like those guys were superheroes. So they yeah. were larger than life. They were characters that was just, when they came out, your jaw dropped. Yeah. And, and you know, that's something that's missing from wrestling today. You know, you don't see that no more. They don't have those stars coming out with people. You know, it's rare. There's only a couple of them. But back in the day, a lot of big stars, bro. Junkyard Dog, you know, they, 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 so many. Mm -hmm, just mm -hmm. the, the classics. Mm-hmm. So um, who were those? I that, man. Did, did you have a 
early mentors, bro. When so you say you go into the wrestling shit, and you're you're kind of dealing with some scrubs at the beginning, right? Uh, who were who was like an early mentor for you in the in that world? Well, m- the first person I, I got in with the ECW guys because uh, they would like they were like the misfits of wrestling and they, you know, they were like the small group and you can kind of hang out by the backstage and see them and talk to them and have access to them. So like I would go to the shows and put up the ring. So I got in with some of those cats like Vic Grimes and stuff. And that's who eventually trained me. But then I had other ones that I got in with on a bigger scale, like Ernest the Cat Miller, who was in WCW. This dude was like, you know, he played for the Falcons. He was a three time world, world karate champion. Athletic. Yeah. yeah, Athletic. yeah, Yeah. Just, you know, like this dude, then he becomes a pro wrestler and uh you know now he's in tons of movies he was in the wrestler like uh, mm. that movie the wrestler he's in all kinds of stuff I man he just had guest starred in five episodes of macgyver so like i met him when i was like 14 or 15 at an autograph time and i had skipped i had skipped school <laughs> and uh went to meet him and then uh we became buddies man and uh he just used to call me and i call him and he'd look out for me and give me advice and it wasn't always the best advice because at the time he didn't like wrestling. He he was just he was jaded. Just getting, he was getting paid a lot of money from wrestling. He was so jaded. that's why. Well, not even jaded because he he didn't come from wrestling. Like he he was a karate guy, so he's like, oh, wrestling's fake. All oh, right, and never yeah. had the respect for right, it. So he didn't have respect for it. So he came in and, uh, you know, he was getting a lot of fights backstage and stuff. And he'd tell me, oh, you don't want to do wrestling. You you want to do something else with your life, you know, blah, blah, blah. He's like, you, you know, these guys, these wrestlers, they're drug addicts and they this and that, you know. He was looking out for me as a as a kid. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. Like as a human being. As yeah. a human being, yeah. Yeah. He's like, you know, you want you need to be better than that and blah, blah, blah. So, so I was like, yeah, but I want to wrestle. <laughs> I want to wrestle. That's why I like you because you're a wrestler. Yeah. And then eventually it clicked, you know what I mean? We're still close today. He lives in Atlanta, you know, so we get to spend time while we're out here a little bit. And uh, I actually want to try and get him on heels, but he he wants to kind of stay away from wrestling projects. He wants to, you know, like he branch wants to, out, yeah, branch yeah, yeah. out, do other other stuff. Yeah, you get pigeonholed if you keep doing the same project too many times, the same kind of project. I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm um, tired of taking my shirt off and having abs. I'm always like, oh, damn. we need to take a shirt off and flex. <laughs> you know? That's what James Harrison in, in season one kept saying that shit. Like, why the fuck do I gotta have my shirt off in this scene? Dog? Um, but dude, in that, in how did you go then from that backyard wrestling uh, scene into more of the indie? Because then you go into the indie wrestling. Yeah, and then, yeah. How does well, that happen? It was a long story. I mean, dude, my stories are crazy. So the first thing I did was uh, I had saved up. I had Perry. You know, Perry was like a year old. How old? How old are you when you had uh, Perry? Oh, uh, I'm 17 when I had him. Holy shit! Yeah. I didn't realize that's yeah, yeah how young you were, dude. So so 18. Right when I graduated high school, I was like, yo, I'm going to jump in the car and go to Philadelphia because I knew this dude out there who said he had hookups on uh, like apartments and jobs. He ran a company, a video company. He's like, oh, you can come work for me. And uh, dude, all this stuff's 100% true. And it's crazy. So so, uh, so I would be in constant contact with this dude. You know, when you're ready, when you graduate and you're ready, let me know, let me know, let me know. So I graduate, save up some money. I save up a thousand. My doctor dad gives me another thousand. You know, and I bought a car. Two G's. Yeah. Okay. So I'm like, I'm going to drive across country to Philly. He's going to start working for him because he said, you got a job for me. Called him, checked in, everything. Yeah, we good to go. Let me know when you're leaving. All What's the stuff. job? Uh, working at one of his video stores. Okay. So uh, so I'm like, all right. So I leave on a Monday, let him know. Okay, cool. See you when you get up here. 
I get up there, drives, takes, you know, a day and a half to get up there, 24 hours. So, um, damn. Yeah. So, you know, you stop and take a rest break in between and then drive the rest of it. So I get up there, I call him. He starts ignoring me. He doesn't answer the calls. So this is early cell phone days. Uh huh. You know, early cell phone days. So I, uh, first day goes by, I get a hotel. Second day goes by, same thing. Third day goes by, same thing, no answer. I get in touch with another guy that works with him, his best friend, Doug. His Doug says, man, this dude's ducking you, bro. That's screwed up. He's ducking you. Call him at this number. He's got another cell phone. He'll answer this phone. So I call that number. He answers the phone. He starts making up excuses. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, we've been so busy, blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay, well, I'm going to stay in a hotel. Um, I was like, you know, let, can we go get in that apartment you got? Because he used to he used to hook up with all the international talent with par- apartments. Mm-hmm. I got no credit. I'm young, you know. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh man, there's tons of apartments out here. Go find you. Just gonna have to find one. And I was like, what the? F-? You know, like, are you serious? Like, I drove all the way over here. I got no credit. I don't know anybody. I'm a kid. You know, I'm trying to make it. And then uh, I said, okay, well, when do I start work? He said, oh, the job I was gonna give you. The guy, he's not quitting now. So I don't even have a job for you. So you're just going to have to find a job too. <sighs> Bro, now I'm in Philadelphia, cross country. I've never really been even out the state barely, you know, besides like Mississippi and Florida, which is three hours away from me. Right. So I, it's nothing. No GPS, no nothing. It's yeah, roadmaps, right. dog. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> so you're reading books. Yeah, yeah. I said, fuck it. I'm going to Oakland, California. I know Vic Grimes wrestles out there. I know he lives out there. I got his address. I'm just going to look his address up, and I'm going to drive straight to his house what? and knock on his door. But, but why there and not back to be, Louisiana? Be, because I wasn't coming home. I didn't want to be a failure. I was like, there's no way I'm coming home. There's not. There's no way. Like, and, like there just wasn't a way for me to come. And like, Perry's at home. And Perry's at home. My, my, with and, with, and I, yeah, with, with the baby mom. Yep, with Karen. So I said, look, I, I, was, I wasn't taking no for an answer. I said, I'm going to drive to Oakland. I'm going to knock on Vic's door. And then Vic's going to see how much determination I have. And he's going to take me in and train me. And I'm going to be the next big thing in wrestling. 18-year-old shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Eight, yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. 18-year-old <laughs> shit, right? So so I drive to Oakland in three days, bro. I, I barely take breaks. Like, I do it three days flat from right. Philadelphia. I done drove from south to north. And now I drove from east to west across country, okay? Burning through my money. So, uh. I go and I knock on his door and he answers the door. And he knew who I was because I used to call him and I used to mail him videotapes from me backyard wrestling and stuff. So he goes, what are you doing here? Oh my God. You don't even know him, dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't even know him. Like, like, like not know him, know him. Just like I aggravate the dude on the phone sometimes. I'm a fan. You're basically on the DMs. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like on Twitter going, hey, follow me. (laughs) Hey, follow me back. Follow me back. Okay. Robbie, follow me back. Right. (laughs) Right. So uh so I knock on his door and he answers the door and he comes to him and he goes, What are you doing here? And I said, I want you to train me. I drove all the way over here across country because I want you to train me. And he looked at me stone dead in the eyes, bro, and said, You're a fucking moron. Hey, my heart sank in my stomach. <laughs> I started bawling crying. No. Yeah, because I in my mind I thought he was gonna be like, oh, this kid's got grit. He's he's yeah, fucking yeah, determined. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, Let's go. God. Let's go. And you were at the you gym know, already. And yeah. Shit, right? And he's like, <laughs> he's like, you idiot. Yeah. And he's like, what? The, what the hell? First off, 
I don't have nowhere to train you. Second off, uh, I'm not interested in training. It. You know what I mean? It was just like, yeah. so I said, you know what, bro? I'm going to sit in my car and I'm going to bother you every day. And I'm going to ask you every day what? until you say, yeah. I, this is crazy. You could call this dude and ask him. I just talked. He actually just got in an accident yesterday. He flipped his car seven times. He's all, and he walked away from it. Wow. Yeah. Monster. This dude said, yeah, he, he flew. He was, he was 400 pounds. He got thrown off a 40 foot scaffold, dog, in a wrestling oh. match. So, yeah, I had to show you some of his stuff. Yeah. He's one of the most underrated big men of all time. Uh-huh. But uh, I said, look, I'm going to pester you every day until, you know, you say, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I slept in my car, bro. I slept in my car every day, and I would pester him. And How long? Him. Two weeks. Two weeks. L- yeah. literally, literally, that's why it took two weeks. So he used to go to work, and he had a regular job at times because he got released by WWE. And uh, he would go work for a scaffold company, his uncle's scaffold company. So I would just follow him to work like a stalker. You were on some stalker Dog, shit. No, for real, dude. some stalker shit. So I would follow him to work. And then when he would walk to work, like when he would walk inside, I would walk in with him and just talk to him. And he wouldn't tell me to get the fuck away from him. Like he wouldn't tell me to get away from him. And I would just say, hey, I'm trying to find a job. I put some applications in. So <laughs> oh I ain't God, got nothing to yeah. do. I don't know anybody out here. So I'm just going to follow you at work and I'm going to help you work. I'm going to make your job easier because he was scaffolding. I said, and he, he worked in the yard. So I was like, I'm just going to help you work until I find a job. Right. What so, is he telling you? So he just talking to me about wrestling. Like, like, really? like me and you talking right now, but like still not training me. Right. So, so I did this for two weeks. I'm telling you two weeks straight. You can ask him. It's a true story. And, uh, after, after, well, actually, uh, I only went to his work for like a week, but after doing his work for a week, uh, the boss came and they had called me to the office and I went in the office and, uh, he asked me to come the boss asked me to come in his office and he said, who are you? And I told him my name and he's like, why are you here? I said, oh, I, I want to be a pro wrestler. So I'm trying to get Vic Grimes to train me. You know, Vic's my idol. Like I've been talking to him. You know, I, I like, I look up to him. I want him to train me. So I don't have a job yet. I, so I figured I'd just come help him work and make his job easier until, you know, I find a job. He said, well, you got a job now. How's $15 an hour? Now. Wow. And I was like, now this is 2001, dog. So I'm like, $15 an hour? Oh, yeah, I'm going to be rich. You Thank know you. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. like. So I'm a kid, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, and yeah. then, like I'm gonna be able to move my kid out here in no time. Right, right. So, <laughs> right, I'm, right. Yeah, I'm just trying to freaking get it, dog. So was um, he the? Did he set you up with that? So like, did he tell the boss nah, hey, can't bring nah, this kid the, in? Like the people were just like the people who worked there. They said, yeah, they were this, just like, this yo, kid's this kid's been, been working. For, yeah, yeah, following him around, and, and it was like a, a family. It was a big company, but it was like a family operated company. You know what I mean? So nobody yeah. said shit, and like the, he, it was he was the owner's nephew. So that's why I worked there. He drew like the forklift and shit and did all, you know, so I would sit there and then um, it was cool. So we, we, you know, I got the job. I worked there. You know, I got an apartment, moved Perry and Karen up there to Oakland. Uh, we were there for eight months together. And then uh, I got on with this company, XPW, and that was doing good. Wait, and, but but did he ever train you? Oh, yeah, he trained me. Oh, I'm sorry. So we, eventually we he did. Yeah, yeah, because he said, I kept bugging him. And then he's like, well, how am I going to train? I said, look, I just go to shows with you. And you train me before the show. We'll get in the ring early. We'll go. And he's like, okay. And then and I was like, and then we could just do stuff in the yard. Whatever we can do in the yard. You can show me how to lock up and how to do holds and stuff and, and go over matches and stuff in the yard. We just can't bump, you know? Yeah. So, and that's what we did. 
So uh, so and then you I trained here early on. Damn. Yeah. So uh, and then you got with that with that other company. What'd you say? Well, yeah, yeah, but they were crap. I mean, back then they were a big company, but they were ran by idiots. If you seen Dark Side of the Ring, uh, that episode, you know, uh-huh. I talk all about it on there and like the stuff they did. They they just they had no care for uh, you know, anybody as people or if you got hurt or you know what happened to you. It was just a blood and guts place, but it was a big platform for me at the time, so that was cool. You know, it put me on the map at the time. Right. And what happens after that? Well, um, are I you mean, making money at that point? Like, no, just as a wrestler? I mean, you're no? getting like $300 a show, which is a big deal back then. And you're on pay-per-views. And you're oh, on, you are? Yeah. And you're on like the cover of, you know, videos and Suncoast videos. How many shows are you doing though? Like one a month or so, I think it okay, was. So it's like three hundred a month, and then plus Andy's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're not making money. No, you're not no, making no, shit. No, no, no. But you're making money for wrestling back sure, then. Sure, sure. You know, you're not making money like to live off of. But like for me to get a flight, and a, you know how hard it was to get a. Com- there weren't companies around, and Andy's weren't like they were now. You know what I mean? So, so how you know how hard it was to get a booking, a flight, hotel, and a three hundred dollar payday somewhere? Remember, that was you know that was like you were big shit if you were doing yeah, that, right? So. uh so I was doing that, you know, for a minute, and then XPW folded, and then I went to NW Wildside out here in Cornelia, Georgia, about two hours from here. Mm-hmm. So we used to drive that in the night. We'd drive from New Orleans to Cornelia, Georgia, nine hours, wrestle, turn around, drive straight back, same day. Is it you and a bunch of wrestlers in a car? Like, is that Sometimes just me. Sometimes me and the dude who promoted that action wrestling show we went to, uh-huh. J.C. North, because he was yeah. living in New Orleans. So he's the one who got me hooked up there, Matt Griffin. Sometimes it'd be just me and him. Sometimes it'd be a car, a little four or five of us. Sometimes it'd be a van from Texas would pick us up along the way. And at this point, Luke, like, what's your dream, dude? Oh, like, we're just point, trying to get a contract, point. man. You're, You're just trying, trying to get, get a contract signed. with, who? with, with, with anything. W- WWE, TNA, you know, anything that was around because, you know, ECW had folded, WCW had folded. You're just trying to get paid. You're trying to make a living. But I was so small, man. I was 140 pounds, you know, 150 pounds, 160 pounds. I kept moving up, but slowly, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. And, and nobody helped you back then. It wasn't like it is today. It wasn't like, you know, everybody's trying to get their friend a job. Nobody wanted to get you jobs back then because you took somebody's spot. You know, it was a whole yeah. different game. Like, they were very protective of things, and they would beat you up, and they would rough you up and make you, you know, they'd try and get you to quit, and, you know, they just... That's like, wild, dog. It was a different. It was a different era, and in some ways it was good, better. In some de- ways it was bad. You know what I mean? But uh, I wouldn't. I, I prefer it how it was back then than how it is today because I don't think people respect the industry as much. You know what I mean? They they get it if they can't get in and out quick, in quick. You know what I mean? Get paid quick. They want to go into the next thing, mm-hmm. and then they all want to be an actor. You know, I, you know they all hit me up all the time. I want to be an actor. I'm trying to be, yeah. So it's half the free world, dog. Yeah. You know what I mean? What 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 kind of work you putting in to be it? What kind of work you want to get in the movie business? What you oh oh you oh you wrestled on television, so now you you know like, I'm not trying to sound like a jerk because you know I got a lot of respect for wrestlers, but it's like it's they get too much too fast too soon, you know, and it's a recipe for disaster. So well, I think you you got to put the you got to put your time in. Like I I respect the hell out of you know the film world. And, and, you know, I put a lot of work in, in going to school and, and training to, to get to where I am. It wasn't just like somebody grabbed me and said, hey, yo, we want to throw you in this film, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then my career took off. You know, it wasn't like that. So, you know, like it, it burns me up when I see these guys that just they don't want to put the work in. They think it's going to be handed to them because of whatever or they feel entitled. and Yeah. 
That's in everything, bro. It, oh, I think it is. now it's e- social media more, too. I, don't know. I think that's yes. You know what I mean? It's a, a lot social of media people world. fronting like there's some shit. Look, when we were growing up, dog, we couldn't get in touch with our favorite celebrity. There's just no way. Mm-hmm. You know, if you were lucky, you seen you know a, a celebrity driving on the interstate or something, or either at a red light, you know, maybe a, fo- a local football player or something like, or every now and then, you know, what I mean, you ran yeah. into somebody, you seen this guy at the mall or a rapper yeah. or something like. You didn't have it like, oh, I couldn't just send you a tweet and you possibly may see my tweet. Mm-hmm. But then you get mad when, you know, I'm, I get mad when you don't respond to my tweet. You know, they like, yeah, they, they like, yeah. they like figuring, oh, you're not talking to me. Like, I don't know you. What? <laughs> like, I'm not, I mean, I'm not, you know, it's just weird, right? Like, it is, bro. It is. And you no know, disrespect. No, 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 no. You're, what fascinates me, dude, about what you were talking about and, and coming up in the wrestling world back when there was no real internet and like you couldn't google shit how to become a fucking wrestler and youtube the thing like you had to figure that shit out by just simply showing up to the places and learning the hard way like having somebody fucking like you said treat you badly and whatever you you like there was no you didn't know what the where the mines were in the fucking field you know what i mean you no. just had to step on it get blown the fuck up exactly and then keep moving uh, exactly you that, know what i mean yeah that's exactly how it was and it was like what we would do is like so i would work i would i would be doing plumbing right i did plumbing for like 10 years every freaking plumbing job you can imagine the worst of the worst man and uh sometimes like i would call in sick on a friday or i would get off on a friday or like i say oh there's a show in san antonio which is like eight to nine hours away so I go, oh, if I get there early and help put up the ring and tell them that I'm available and nobody shows up or somebody misses or something, maybe they'll give me a spot. And that's how you did it. And that's what we used to do. Hey, yeah, I got my bag in. Hey, man, how you doing? My name is Luke. Uh, you know, I got my bag in the car. Can I help put up the ring and put up some chairs, do whatever? If you need an extra guy, I'm your man. And just wait. And then and a, sometimes you some, might not some, go up. Sometimes, sometimes you yeah, do some, go yep, up. Yep, sometimes. You get and that's some, how sometimes. you build the the, yep. the network within that. Yep, and that's how you do it. And that's how you used to have to do it back then. It was it was a hustle, you know? Uh, you couldn't just send a person a Facebook message and be like, Yo, Bro, I'm a, yeah. I mean, look, let's be real. You should see some of the stuff I get on this show. I mean, not just wrestling in general, but on this show. They're like, you mean like people hitting you up? Yeah, like, hey. and it's like the most unprofessional. I, I'm just trying to help people out. I'm all, the only reason I'm bringing this up is to help people out, bro. Like it's people you don't know, you've never met in your life, and they'll go, "Yo, what's up? I'm trying to get on that TV show. You heard me?" <laughs> and then like, and then like they'll it, and maybe like it's a it's a, like they'll take a picture of them like flexing in the mirror, right? Right, and it's like a wrestler. <laughs> And he's serious. Yeah, he's not he, fucking yeah, 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 yeah. He's dead serious. He's dead serious. Wow. And I'm like, man, you mean you don't have enough common sense to put a little resume together, maybe a video link, some professional photos of yourself, your name, your, your height, your weight, you know, your contact information, maybe a little profile of how long you've been wrestling or what you do or what your experience is. You know, not just a, yo, what's up? I'm trying to get on that show. Mm-hmm. Cause like I like like I don't just get a couple of those like I get a bunch of those. Yeah, I can imagine, bro. I can imagine because they they see you on the show and they they know you got you got a certain pull in it, so they wanna they wanna get it however they can get it, man. Yeah, I but 
But it doesn't work like that. No, no, no. no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, of course not, bro. Of course it doesn't work like that. I mean, this shit is, bro. The acting world is is its own. I mean, similar to the wrestling shit, where there is no blueprint on how to make it. Nah. You know what I mean? Like we we all got similar goals. It's work hard, and there's like there's there's things that we know that you should be doing that help along that path and get sure. you to where you're going. But just because you do them doesn't mean that you're definitely going to get a job. Absolutely not. But it ain't going to hurt you. No. It's, right. it's going to help you get a job. Yeah. So so you just might not get one. So, yeah, it, it's – no, nah, there's a lot of similarities, man. And I think that's like that in entertainment in general, right? I, from a little bit what I've known about some bands and stuff and some musicians and just different, you know, even models, different things like entertainment – it's its own beast and, and it draws out it draws out the best and the worst of people. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. you can go either way with it, mm-hmm. which is crazy, right? Yeah, bro. You can find, you can also find fucking people, the worst kinds of people. Yeah, yeah. The best kinds of people. Yeah, in the same yeah. Room, you yeah. meet some amazing people and then you meet some, some not so amazing people. Yeah, yeah. What 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 ends up happening with like your your dreams of WWE and and that kind of shit? Well, that was a tough one because I was starting to thrive in the stunt world and and work a decent amount. How'd you get into the stunts? Well, I had a TV show in 2006 on MTV called Wrestling Society X. Okay. So uh, we, we shot a season. I think they put like 3.5 million into us, which was unheard for MTV at the time. They just didn't put money into shows, you know. Uh, How'd you get on that TV? You, were you just part of like I was the a part group of, that was? Yeah, yeah, wrestling click. So uh, Kevin Kleinrock, who uh, was one of the producers, uh, he, well, he was the show creator for that show, Wrestling Society X, and uh, he produced a lot of other wrestling projects. But I, I work with Kevin a lot, and uh, I was Kevin's and Kevin's wedding, good friend, you know, like, so it, usually Kevin has a lot of wrestling projects and, um, and all kinds of like, he does anime stuff and a lot of Lucha stuff. Mm. So he owns it. Like they got a big Lucha convention this weekend in Philly. Like I would be at it if I wasn't working right now. So, um, but Kevin always likes to include me in on the stuff. So he, uh, wrote this show for MTV, got picked up. We shot a, we, we shot a pilot in 2005. It got picked up and, um, I, there was a guy named Vampiro there who was shooting an independent film down in Mexico and he had his producers and director at the show and they asked me to be in his show mm-hmm. in the film and I thought they were full of crap. I thought they were just, you know, because like at first me and Vamp had a little heat. So like I like I didn't like him and uh, he was older and, and back in the day, uh, you know, he was like a shady guy and I was, I was, you know me. You know how I am. So, yeah, yeah. so, so, right, so right away, I went for his throat. Right. <laughs> and I did it in front of everybody. Oh, and, shit. And, uh, yeah, and uh, he he didn't know where it came from, and I told him where it came from, and he apologized, and it was we squashed everything. And he earned his respect, you know what I mean? Because he, he's like, he, he didn't realize I was the young guy. So the young guy gets taken advantage of a lot. You know, like they just they don't even pass pay you no attention because back then these these guys were mega celebrities. They were stars. Mm-hmm. So so they didn't look twice. You were just another, you know, you were just some kid on a Tuesday night wherever you were. You know what I mean? Like they yeah. they got that every night. Somebody's carrying a bag. Somebody you know somebody's buying their food and waiting on them hand and feet just because they're a celebrity. Right. So uh, they were used to treating people a certain way. Certain certain ones certain ones had a reputation. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like the way I was being treated by some of them. So uh, 
eventually I just said, you know what? I don't care. You know, if, if like, I'm not getting treated like I'm like, I was from the streets. So you just didn't disrespect another man that you fought. How old are you at this point? Yeah, my, 20s. well, this is probably 26, 27. Okay, yeah, mid-20s, yeah. yeah. So, so, uh, but I had to calm down a little bit in wrestling because I was getting like a lot of fist fights and stuff backstage because like people would test your manhood back then. Really, dude? How? Just, like what? They just, you know, whatever. You know, they trying to screw your girl or whatever. Really, Yeah, dude? yeah, yeah. So we used to have to go through this all the time, you know? So, you, so you're always fighting. And, uh, you know, I used to, man, we used to roll. So, but, but it wasn't no thing. You do it and then you move on, you know. And and if they stupid, they come back for more and then you mm-hmm. whoop the ass again. Mm-hmm. So uh, so no, so Vamp like I went straight for his his jugular the first day. You know, I walked up to him and uh, he was the locker room leader, and I was like, "Yo, look, you could keep all your shit over there. Stay the fuck away from me. You come by me, we're gonna have an issue. I'm just telling you. You know, he's like, "Whoa, what? The, what? Where you coming at me? What? You know, what's up with this?" And I'm like. He's like, I don't even know you. I said, that's the fucking problem. You don't even know me. We've been in a locker room for five years together, different locker rooms, and you don't even know me. You know what I mean? And I was like, so I'm like, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, here I am fucking carrying y'all's bags, offering to help y'all with shit. You know, like, you just get tired of being that, 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 that grunt. The gopher. The yeah, gopher. The yeah, 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 yeah. So, so I was like, you know. I, I went I went at him, man, and then uh, he's like, man, I can't believe. He's like, nobody ever talked to me like that before. And he's like, you got balls. And I was like, it wasn't nothing new. You know what I mean? It's just, it just Well, and it took five years, bro. Right? Well, I well, mean. Well, yeah, it's not. It, it wasn't just it didn't him, happen though. overnight. It was, it was others, too. Like, I went after a bunch of them because, and that's what started getting me popular. That's like where, where my name started ringing from because, cause, cause, yeah, because, like, I went from, I was doing this altar boy character. And like I was like a show opener, and you know, like I wasn't, you know, I, I did some cool things. And I was doing some crazy shit and getting some buzz, but I wasn't main event status. I wasn't jacked, and I wasn't, you know, I didn't have that presence. So like I had to start building my reputation. Up. So I started, like I, I said at one point, like I'm not even really worried about wrestling anymore. I'm focusing more on the film stuff because I have retirement film. I got this and film. I got this, but I, like I was still wanting to wrestle. But I was like, I'm not trying to get a job. I don't want a job. I got a job now. I got a job in film. So I want to wrestle at my convenience. I want to wrestle who I want to wrestle. I want to wrestle where I want to wrestle. I don't have to go take a shit book in, 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 in you know, Indiana for f- fucking $300 in front of 50 people. You know what I mean? And work some turd. Right, that right, right. That, that's not trained. Like, I didn't want to do those shows no more. I only wanted to do high quality stuff. And I didn't want to... You know, it was so nice when I didn't have to try and make it the WWF no more because they, they were, they started, you know, like I always had a really good relationship with them, but they started trying to hire me to coach and this and that. And I was like, man, I, I don't want to coach yet. Like I want to wrestle. And then I started, you know, the mo- like I said, the movie stuff was taking off. So I, I shifted gears here, but I still stayed hard with wrestling. And I said, what I'm going to do different is I'm not taking shit no more. Like. If I don't like you, if you did something to me, you know what I mean? If you if you treated me like shit when I was young, when I was just trying to be good. If I earned it, that's one thing. Like, if I earned the ass kicking, there was some times where I earned it. You know what I mean? Like, I was running my mouth or whatever. So, like, I, I, I had earned whatever I had coming to me. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, there was a lot of times where it was just like, you're just doing the right thing. And they take advantage of you because you're young and you don't drink and you don't do drugs and you don't do all this, like, the stuff they did. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So so like so uh 
I was like, man, I'm just going after these dudes. Fuck it, because I don't have a, I don't, I don't have to worry about who I offend because I'm not trying to get a job. What's interesting to me about that, like being new to this whole wrestling world, is that it almost seems like when you change that shit, like backstage, right, like off, off stage, you change your personality, your personality, and the way you you uh, are acting with these other guys in the locker room, now all of a sudden that transfers onto your onstage persona 100%, as well. yeah, it carries over. And then they start treating you like that too. They start treating you like that on there. You know, even though, like, that. Be, at one point, I'll give you a prime example. I'd be 170 pounds, and then they're like, oh, you're too small to do this, you're too small to do that, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? You you just not. But once you... <laughs> Once you knock a motherfucker out in the locker room, you know, because you're getting a fight and they see you lay somebody out, their perspective changes. Then they're like, wow. oh, yeah, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, it, it makes sense for you to German right. suplex me. You know, they don't say, like, <laughs> dude, that's fucking crazy. But it's though. a different world. You know, it's like, it's it's the same, it's, it's a sport. It's, it's not, it's not like that in film. No. It's different. That You know, because wrestling still has that. It had it, the sport mentality. It was like the basketball and like the NFL and like the, you know, you like the, you go, when you're an athlete, it's a different kind of vibe. You know what I mean? Like like artists are different. Artists ain't really scrapping it out. No. You know, and they- and Which they, they should. Right. And they, my, yeah, you know, they probably should. You know what I mean? But they project their energy differently. You know what I mean? And especially you can see it on camera when they're trying to one-up one each other. Or you see two guys oh, kind of yeah, at each yeah. other's throats in a yeah, scene. Yeah. You know? So it's a different vibe. Like in wrestling, it wasn't a thing to get in a fight and then just move on. But that was, you know, the same thing. Like I say, the football locker room, you you play ball, sometimes you're fighting and then you just move on. Yeah, but I guess the difference is that in, in wrestling, it seems like you get into those fights, you start standing up for yourself and then your career takes off. Yeah, that nobody sees that part though. No, 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 no. Like and then the, it's the nerve wracking. You know, yeah, the yeah, fans, they yeah. Don't. And it's nerve wracking because you don't know if you're doing the right thing because you got to cross lines and you got to cross powerful people. But how do you, you do that? Then, but you, and, how do you? And you not, just take and, the risk. That's it. You take the risk, and you're not screwing up because, like, you're not. I never, I never screwed anybody over. I only went after people who were were were, were shitty to me. Like I never like tried to use anything. Bully somebody or yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like, why? Well, that's a lie. I'm, and I'll tell you why it's a lie. There's one guy I went after, and he didn't really do me nothing. But he didn't give me the time of day, and it was more to earn his respect. AJ Styles. Like I went, and this is the first time I ever talked about this. Okay. Like I went after AJ. AJ Styles. Yeah, forever because, like AJ, in my mind, he always viewed me as the young kid I was when he knew me. He broke in. Not as the performer who grew and wanted to be one of the best performers. So I went after AJ, you know what I mean? Just kept calling him out, calling him out, calling him out, and he wouldn't wrestle me. So, you know, and I was just dogging him out because. When you say you're calling him out, are you calling him out in the ring or are you calling him rings, out? Rings, social media, cutting promos Locker. online, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? It's just. Oh, I see. Okay. It, 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 it's. You call him. Damn, that's similar like to a the, challenge. Like a UFC then. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. And, and so, because it's like I wanted to wrestle him and show him how good I was, and he was one of the best in the world at the time. And uh, I mean, he's a great performer. So uh, I wanted to show him I'm not the kid that you knew. Like, I really worked hard to get to where I'm at, you know? And uh, so, like, I was just going after him. Because I, I realized that going after him 
with like going after others, it got a reaction because like I was always going after somebody who was, you know, people knew had bad histories. So like I, I wasn't just going after somebody that was, you know, a sweet person. Yeah. It's yeah. always somebody that had this really bad history of being bad with people or did or screwed people over. I said, you know what? Hey, this happened to this person, this person, this person, but you ain't gonna screw me over. Cause I'm up. You know what I mean? So it's like Yeah, yeah. So it's so in that in that group, cause people were like, This dude is crazy. He don't care. And I really didn't care. Cause you had you you felt like you had the film side and shit. Right, right. Well, I wasn't there, I wasn't trying to prove nothing. Yeah. No more. I wasn't trying to get a job. I was trying I was trying to like I was just trying to be the best. Cause I was like, man, I'm working hard, 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 and I'm not getting opportunities because I'm in the South. And that's how it was. And that's what led me to start Wildcat and all this other stuff. Because they did nobody looked at anybody from the South. It was East Coast, West Coast. That's all they hired guys out of. Mm-hmm. They weren't picking guys out the South. Right. So 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 nothing in the South was worthy at the time. Do you end up wrestling AJ Styles or no? Nah, nah, no, no, nah. no. We squashed it though. We shook hands and uh, you know, I mean, I told him. I thought, you know, it is what it is. And he went on to become WWE champion and stuff. So, like, you know, props to him for doing that. I'll say that. How did you squash it? Like, oh, uh, we just seen each other at WWE. You saw him somewhere? Yeah. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? And, and then uh, he talked to some of my guys and uh, some of my students. And then uh, I think he talked to my son. Yeah, he talked to my son. And then, uh, you know, I, I shook his hand just told him, hey, I was just, you know, drumming up in, you know. Trying to, trying to, yeah. He, trying to he, come up. And he knew. And I was like, I had something, you know. I said I got I had something to prove. I had a chip on my shoulder. Right. When do you do you ever wrestle in the WWE or no? Not on the contract, but I did all the time. I wrestled for them. Like you would go in and just do like a guest spot. Yeah, what, ton, what would yeah, be ton, an actor? Yeah, so like either like you know, I just do go be the enhancement talent and job and put people over. But then I was you know I wrestled a lot of guys on the road back in the day and and won matches and so my first match I won in WWE. So, which was cool because uh, they, they always treated me good. And I did, you know, a bunch of guest coaching there. They did try to, you know, they wanted to hire me as a coach. And uh, I would go, I, I went down and guest coach as a performance center back in the day, which was nice. Um, yeah, it, it, you know, by the time it was like, by the time they were offering me stuff, though, it, I was already well off into this. So, like, the things they would offer. You were doing better in like residuals at the time. TV you know, and film. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So people didn't realize that. So I had to go with the better, you know, I had kids and you started thinking, I got hit. Like I knew, I remember one day I was talking to Regal, William Regal, and we're sitting there and uh, he's like, man, you're so lucky to have the film stuff. And I was like, yeah, I know. And he goes, I'm proud of you. Cause like, he's always been one of my advocates there. He wants, wanted me to be hired. And, um, He's like, he was saying something. I said, I said something about health insurance. And, you know, it, it's more than this now. But at the time, I was paying 1500 a year for health insurance for me and the whole family mm-hmm. before the SAG rates went up and all yeah. that, before we got screwed. Right. Yeah. So, uh, so he's like, he paid like $3,000 a month or something just for him. Damn. Yes, it was like this really ridiculous cost because of his perform because he who he you know as a performer mm-hmm, and and mm-hmm. this and that and you know they I was like yeah nah I'm good with that independent contractor wrestling WWE life I don't want to do it you know what I mean like I'm not going on the road 300 days a year I'm not doing I'm not leaving you know like I like I had all I'm wrestling who I want where I want when I want. 
and I'm filming and making some amazing projects with some amazing people. So it was one of those things where we just, you know, it it, it was a no brainer. Yeah. But, but, you know, I had to mature into that spot too, though. I'm sure you did, bro. Yeah. Especially when that was your dream. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And for still, so long, dude. I just, I just, I, I, so wrestling was my escape. Like we started and I learned to love two other things besides obviously my children and girl and all that stuff. But uh, I fell in love with fitness and I fell in love with film. Now, I never knew I was going to get involved with film. You know what I mean? It was all kind of like an accident. Mm-hmm. So I did that show in Mexico with old boy Vampiro, you know, and that, that got me kickstarted. So uh, then I went to stunt school after that. And, uh, you know, um, there's stunt school? I yeah, didn't even know. Yeah, that, I went dude. to a stunt school in Louisiana. So, um, they're yeah, teaching yeah. you how to fall and shit, uh, like everything fall, Stunts. fire burns, you know, getting shot, you know, high falls, uh, <laughs> repelling. That's fucking yeah, awesome, yeah. you bro. know, shooting guns, all that stuff. Oh, so, that's sick, dude. So, I had to chase it, you yeah. Know, I had to chase it, I had to, I had to look into it, and you know, we, we, we could go for hours because I got so many stories I, I know, tell about I know, going into it. Well, well, but, what I want to know specifically is, um, like. I understand. So you start with stunts first, right? Yeah. And then how do you transfer? Because I know a lot of guys want to do this. How do you transfer from stunts to performing on a show or on a TV or on a film? You mean acting? Yes. You mean acting performer? Yes. Life? Okay. Just clarifying that from everybody. Um, yeah, because because it's a different world. It, dude. It, and I know a lot different. of stunt guys want to come into the. They do, but it's also looked. It's like a. It's like also kind of like taboo you know what i mean like back in the day like again i'm an old school guy so when i was starting stunt guys you weren't supposed to get any glory it was kind of forbidden it looked down upon right? it, it looked down upon by the actors it, it was supposed to make them look like they doing right, everything that's true but, that's but true. so 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 you either wanted to be a stunt guy or you wanted to be an actor which one was it okay so, so, and you would get heat from some coordinators and stuff for that stuff. If you ever said you wanted to be an actor, you know what I mean? Or if you're, you're off. You, yeah, yeah. It was just like, oh, well, you, you're not true to stunts. So I knew I wanted to be true to stunts, but I wanted to act. And uh, I wanted to act. So I, just, I you know, I was like, I, I, I want to be true to stunts and I want to act and I don't want to be disrespectful to stunts. So I remember uh, I was doing a scene and, um, uh, I had to run in, and I said, oh, it's a little awkward right here. Uh, you need to say something. So, you know, just to, like, to free up the space, right? So so the interaction. So I said it, you know, and then uh, I said a line, and they're like, oh, that was good. Say say that line again. I don't remember what it was. I said, say that, say that line again. What show is this on or film? Fuck, I don't even remember. You don't remember? Yeah, it's so long ago, dude. Yeah. Uh, it's like, oh, he's, he's good. He's, he's good with dialogue. So I'm like, okay, cool. Like, and then I worked her because I, I would, I would do some auditions and I sucked. So I had to figure out, you know. And then obviously you get to work with some people. You come here and you know work with some of you guys and do it. like, or whoever you work with at the time, right? You talk to them. Like I love talking to Chris and working with Chris, man. Oh, Bauer, Chris yeah. Bauer, Chris the Bauer man. is a motherfucker, dude. So, so I would get my some of my acting friends, you know, just to help me out and just kind of pick things up and. uh yeah, so I would you just going on and like I started getting more and more gigs and they got comfortable like coordinators were like, Oh, we need a stunt actor for this. Oh, Luke can say dialogue and he's good at, you know, any kind of transition from there. And then it goes one by one. And next thing you know, you get you get a little acting job. And then you're not a stunt guy. What was that then, job for you? Oh uh, 
I, you know, is I, it like an indie? I'm like gonna a, say the biggest thing for me, like like just to cut the BS, the biggest one for me was to play Stone Cold on Young Rock. Damn, hold up, hold up, because we gotta fucking get there though. I know, I know, but I know. That, look, if you go back and look at my credits, I got uh-huh, I got a ton uh-huh, of credits, uh-huh. and I've been fortunate in my career. You uh-huh. know what I mean? And it, I know been, you do have. It's a lot, been yeah. small. You know, I mean, I'm in there for thirty seconds, a minute here, there. You know what I mean? Like everybody's like, oh, they make fun of you. Oh, you, you blink, you miss me. But I'm still <laughs> yeah. there, right? I come That's in, say start, a couple brother. lines. Yeah, I come in, say a couple lines, yeah. and get killed. That was my role. That was, you know, I said, if you go to my Facebook, it says, no, I make a living by dying. <laughs> so. Is that on Logan? Is that what happens on Logan? Well, is that what yeah. happens on? Yeah. So, so that's what happens on Logan. That's what happened. You know, I actually auditioned for Logan, the Fast and Furious Eight, the Fate of the Furious, the same day. I got hit up by uh, I didn't have no agent. I never been represented by nobody. So I got all these jobs on my own, just from from working with people and networking work. with people. Yeah. Not even I mean, networking. Like I ain't hustling you for a job. Like I would work with you on this, and you go, oh, you see something on this film, next film you on the, oh, this fits. Oh, Lucas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I You're a producer. You yeah. Or, yeah. yeah. So they just enjoy working with me. Yeah, you're not do doing it job. with a motive, which is important to, to note, though. Yeah. Some some people want to get to know you so you can get them a job eventually. That that ain't the way to do it. Go yeah, ahead. it's. I mean, I understand that too, though, right? We understand it because every, but it's like. Of course, bro. It, it, but, it's the old saying. It's the old saying. Surround yourself with the people that you want, you know, that, that influence you, that you want to be around, like, like that you want to be like. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that's how you're going to be successful. Sure. But at the same time, I tell people, ain't nobody giving you a handout. We ain't looking to grab somebody's hand and pull them up. What we looking to do is, goddamn, Robbie Ramos is a hard worker. That dude is busting his ass. That's the kind of guy I want to work with. Yeah. You know what I mean? You yeah. see the work and then you you just, like, you just there. You're all, you know, you, you're getting a good, you got good spirits. You're happy to be around. You know, you're a good person. You're not a piece of crap. You're helping people. You know, that's what it's about. You just work hard, be good to each other, treat each other good, and you. The rest is history. Right. You gotta, you gotta be good at what you do, and you gotta work hard at it, and you gotta just treat treat people good. That's hundred percent. Now we get to Young Rock. Fuck it, we brought yeah. it up. How? Talk to me about that. I so said, you, do you audition for that? Or yeah, you, are yeah. You, well, no, yeah, I auditioned for it, but initially they had called me to coordinate it. And okay, then, so uh, you went in as a wrestling coordinator. Huh? Yeah, I was going to. I was going to. It never happened. Okay. Uh, they they so they would have Shabo Guerrero was coordinating it, and he had a, another engagement. He couldn't stay the whole time, so he had a previous engagement that he had agreed to, and uh, so they called me to coordinate it. And then we, this is after heels, right? Right after heels, right after right heels season heels. one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we worked out a little deal to coordinate, and. Um, we agreed on everything except, you know, pricing and all that stuff. And then they called me back like a week later after it said, yeah. And they're like, oh, well, Shavo is staying now. Uh, he worked out a deal where he could stay. So we don't need you no more. And I was like, damn, I just turned down two other jobs because mm. y'all told me I had this job. And it wasn't, it, they weren't being malicious, you know, it was, it, it was what it was. So, uh, but then they called, uh, I had just got an agent. I just got an agent a couple of days before this. So then uh, they called my agent and said, hey, we want Luke to audition for Steve Austin. They called my agent. Too. Oh, shit. Yeah, so I was like, okay, cool. So uh, when you get that call, though, you're fucking, what What are you feeling? What are, what's going through your head at the moment? You know, at the time, I didn't have much confidence because, like, they'd already, the one deal had already fell apart. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, that's such a big role. 
in such an iconic role. First off, I never, I never tried to imitate or 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 you know cosplay or do anything Steve Austin in my life. I don't do that. I just don't try and be other people. Everything I come up with, I try and be original. You know what I mean? And I don't really mimic people. It's not, I'm, I'm not an impressionist. Yeah. So uh, were you a fan of his? Of, of course, up? he was. He was. He's you know the greatest of all time. He's one of the best ever. You know, you can't deny that. So how can you not be a fan of him? So, but you had never crossed paths. I we had met a couple times. Oh, we, you had. Yeah, I, I worked on Expandables, and uh, we had met then. But but I don't really know him. You know right, what I mean? know him, know him. Like, yeah, yeah. I know the Rock better. Rock knows who I am. You know what I mean? Because okay. like I've 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 had a personal relationship with him from working with him on several things. Right. So. Uh, but I mean, he ain't my friend. Like I ain't like I talk to Rock. Yeah, you're not texting. Yeah, yeah, brother, I ain't bullshit. Yeah. He's busy. He he got time <laughs> yeah, for some more. Of course, bro. Of course. But I appreciate him hiring me. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, uh, but yeah, so like they uh, they hit me up. They hit up my agent. My agent said, oh, "I think you should." Audition. I said, "Man, you think I should audition for that thing? I'm not gonna get that." In my mind, I'm thinking I'm not gonna get it because it's such a big role. Of course, and dude, and, and, and and I don't. I'm not an impressionist, you know. So, so like, like, I, like every acting role I've ever had, I never had to be somebody else. I, I got to do whatever I wanted to do with the role. It was mm-hmm. no like guidelines, unless you know. Sometimes the director will guide you and tell you, oh, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever emotion they want you to bring out or whatever BS. So this was the first time where I had to be somebody else, talk like somebody else, move like somebody else. Walk like somebody else. You know what I mean? Like the whole shebang. And then I'm doing it in Australia with this. I don't know a single person on the project at the time. Wait, 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 wait. You So they hit your, your agent up. They say, hey, we want Luke to put himself on tape for this thing. Yeah. What happens next? You put yourself on tape. I put tape. myself on tape. You're mimicking shit or you're not. You're trying to. Because I just did it. a certain I, air, I, right? knew, I knew. I knew it was the speech. So I knew okay. the speech. So I just okay. watched it for a minute. I mean, I didn't know it for word for word. But you know, I said shit. I could. I could. The audition was that speech you yeah, did. The, yeah, the Austin yeah, yeah. three sixteen. Okay. I was like, I can, I can knock that out. I said, but, but maybe not in the voice. I wasn't even, you know, I was like, I wasn't even thinking about the voice. I was like, I'll just try to make my voice raspy and playing around with stuff, you know. Uh-huh, just, uh-huh. So I was like, I just, I just try it and see. You send it in. So I try. I send it in. I said, damn, that's pretty good. <laughs> Right, right. Yeah, I watched. I said, "Damn, that's pretty good." I'm like, "I'm like, man, I, I got a shot here." Yeah, 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 yeah. So then, so then, so then, my confidence goes from, "Man, why am I do this? I'm not gonna get it. I don't even know. How, you know, I'm not. I don't know if I could do his voice." And then I watch myself. I said. Hey, they ain't gonna have nobody better than me audition for it. But I was like, I'm still not gonna get it. You know what right. I mean? It's too big of a role. Like yeah. it's just too big of a role. Yeah, you start thinking they're gonna call some actors or yeah, yeah, the yeah. Rock is gonna call yeah, some. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They yeah. they gonna get somebody who was on NCIS uh, uh-huh. Hawaii. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like that was like play right. like a detective or something. Right, like that. right. So so um <laughs> some Juilliard actor. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh huh. So they don't want no ghetto Cajun yeah, yeah. country boy <laughs> twang, you know, like like uh but <laughs> oh man. It, so I get a call for the second one and she says, Hey, uh, they want you to put a second audition down. I really liked your first one, but there's a trick to it. They need it by like six o'clock. Now this is a couple hours. I just got home off another project. I've been gone a few weeks. I haven't seen my son. I got my ten year old son with me. I'm like, man, 
that's a few hours from now. I don't know the lines. I got to read. I got to read lines. I don't have nobody to shoot it because I'm supposed to be spending time with my kid. You know, like I promised him I would spend time with him today because I've been gone working and I had, you know, you never get to see him. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you think they messing with me? And she goes, no, nah, why would they mess with you? I said, I don't know. I just, I don't know if I should do the audition because I feel like they might just be messing with me. You know how you get, you get in your head, right? You get in your head sometimes. Yeah, you're just yeah, like, yeah. Well, you, you start thinking no one's really looking at this shit. Like, yeah, because you see it. They want somebody else. Well, you see yeah. it. You see like sometimes you cut an audition. I, I mean, I've been there and I've watched them where they just delete shit. They don't even look 100%, at it. Or, or, yeah. or, or they already have somebody for the role, but they still got 20 people auditioning for it and they're not paying attention to it. So yeah, so I, I, I'm I'm just like, man, they, they're probably just screwing with me. So I told I said, I really don't want to read for it because- you know, I I don't think I'm really being considered here. You know, why are they considering me? Like, like they're probably looking at some L.A. guys, mm-hmm, you know, and, and I just I'm not I don't have time. I don't I don't have the way to film it. She goes, give me a few minutes. I'll call you right back. So it's OK. So she calls me back. She goes, look, I just spoke to him and they love your audition. They That's why they specifically requested you to, you know freaking uh, audition to a callback yeah. but then yeah and then a callback and she goes and they said it's between you and one other guy oh, and shit. you had a better audition on the first tape so she goes you need to have a better audition on this tape too and seal the deal oh my god so i was like i tell my 10 year old son i said hey you about to learn how to shoot an audition <laughs> <laughs> so you're gonna read this with me so we're gonna read the lines hey he never did it before he knocked it out the park really bro. he knocked it out the park like like, I, I th- want to see this tape. I, I'm gonna show it to you. Yeah, I'm gonna you show it to you. I think he got. I think he got me the job, bro. Right. Yeah. He so, was uh, fucking believable. As yeah. Shit, yeah. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. So he. What, what was the scene? It was uh the the scene as me and the ringmaster with the Rock when he first walks in the locker. Oh, room. that first and, scene. Yeah, yeah. We have a talk. So oh, like, I gotta watch that tape. Yeah. But I'm gonna, go ahead. I'm so, show you. so so that was it, that dog. I nailed it, and then they offered me the role. How 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 much after like so you send it? I think it was like I think it was like a week after. Oh, you so a week. I think it was about a week before they offered me the role. That's pretty quick, man. Yeah. yeah. So and then uh, and then it was on and popping. What, what happens when you get quick. that role, though, dude? Are you fucking well, ecstatic or what's going on? Nah, no, nah, dude. I was, uh, you know, the truth is, 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 I've had so many jobs that I thought was going to be such a big job and turn into the next big thing, and I've always been grateful for them. Don't get me wrong. But I've had so many where they had so much potential to like they should have did really well. And you think your career is about to skyrocket and then you back, you know, chasing again. Yeah. So so I didn't want to put in that faith of this is the next big step in my career. Mm-hmm. I was grateful for the opportunity. And when I got there for the first time in my life, I actually got nervous on a job because I don't really get nervous on jobs. You know, I, I, I like I feel like I belong when I'm at work. I feel like I belong. Yeah, yeah. So this time, this job in particular, I was like. Oh, God, what am I doing? What am I doing? You know, like like <laughs> you feel you so, you get that imposter. Yeah, syndrome, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. Start I, thinking, I, yeah. I told this to Chris Bauer. I said. Damn, what did I what did I talk myself? I got myself in too far this time. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's, and he goes, he goes, and Chris told me, Chris goes, then you know you're in the right place because we all get that when we get that one job 
Like, you know, like you, this is a big ass job that's and this true, is an bro. important job. So, so yeah, so that's where, like, that's where my energy transformed over. And I still, I still try to take, take it with a, you know, like, I'm just thankful and I enjoyed it. And it was a good, it was a good, you know, experience. And I hope I get to go back and do, uh, you know, you did two picked, episodes. I did two episodes. I picked up for season three and, uh, you know, like it, it it's that they got to tell the Rockstone cool stuff. So I just hope that, uh, that I get that opportunity and, and it, you know, we did a great job. I had a great job, great time there. The, the cast was phenomenal. It was like heels to be honest. I was nervous about going there because you know how it is being here, bro. Like we're family, right? Everybody here, you know, we might not all hang out, but like everybody here for the most part has everybody's back. Right. Absolutely. And, 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 and you know, like some of us actually kick it outside here and we stayed in touch in the off season and stuff. So like I was nervous about going into another television show and coming from a show. Cause you know, you don't know what to expect and you don't know how the people are and you don't know if the crew is cool and you don't know if it's ran well. And they were ran very well too. And they were ran like a real family. Everybody there was, it, it was different, you know, like, like, like here, everybody there was sweeter and more gentle and like he, it, it's more Americanized here, you know. That's the best way to put. It. Like Australia, oh, in, in because, general, right? That's the thing is that it's a whole different crew in terms of Australians and they, the the way that they do it. Yeah, yeah, and just how they interact with each other, and they're uh -huh. very they, you know, like like I'd be like, Robbie, go over there and put that fucking thing up and do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, and like yeah. you, like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me fucking a minute. Hold on, you know, like right. And 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 we and there's no there's no you know hostility or no, anything animosity like, no. yeah yeah it's yeah. just how we talk to each other yeah. it's cool and over there they like they go nigga hello sir can you please do this you know and right. I, i'd love to have you do this and, and i'm gonna get this for you they're just so like nice and sweet and i'm Interesting, like dude. you're like man i gotta i gotta talk real i gotta make sure i don't talk <laughs> aggressive back to you so you don't think i'm you yeah. know like yeah i'm not being aggressive this is just how we talk you know mm -hmm. So uh, they're just very polite people, very loving people and caring people. So that was which was cool, you know. Not 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 even just the cast and the crew, but the the people in general. Very sweet, loving people. Like they they didn't know what you do. Like you'd see people around the neighborhood where you lived at, they had no idea what you do. What are you, Jim? They were just friendly people. Oh, I hear your accent. You're from America. Oh, wow. Uh, you must be here visiting and you're a tourist. Have you gone here in this spot and this spot? Mm, and I say, places to go. Yeah, and then I'm like, no, no, I never heard of it. I just hear, and then I just, you know, I just got here this week or whatever. Or I just, I just, I'm new to the area. They say, oh, well, you know, we're going there this weekend. You're, you're free to join us if you want. You're like, and they wow. really, yeah, that's just how they were. They, 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 they don't want nothing in return. They're not trying to, you know, get in with you because you're an actor. They don't even really know you're an actor most of the time. You know, they're just genuine people, which was nice, dude. Mm-hmm. You know, it's where America's that rat race where, like you said earlier, you know, people try and get in with you just because you they think they can There's get a little bit of yeah, that for yeah. sure, bro. So, so so you finish shooting that thing. Um, how long are you there, dude? I was there two months. Two months shooting yeah, yeah. two episodes. Two episodes. I shot uh I shot two days. <laughs> That's insane, dude. Yeah, because it was COVID and Oh, uh, right, right. You know, yeah. Yeah. And so so you can't leave and uh you know, like, and you got to be there anyway. Like, it, like, like, once they start having you in, because you know how schedule changes. So, mm -hmm. like, they might have a schedule because schedule changed a couple times while we were out there. So, uh, thank God I didn't have to work more, but the schedule did change a couple times. So, you know, they got to have you on standby just in case they need you. 
Yeah. It's not like they can fly you over across country in a couple, you know, I can't call you tomorrow and say, I need you to leave Australia and uh-huh. catch it. I mean, it's like a 30, it was a 36 hour travel day. It's insane, dog. Yeah. Fuck all that. Um, you come back, we're shooting season two of Heels. Um, I came right into it. I came straight back into you it. You came right back into yeah, it. Yeah, I didn't have a break. So I went, yeah, no break. That's awesome, bro. Working, dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, lucky, fortunate, very fortunate. What happens when it comes out, dude? Because I imagine that, especially that you come from the wrestling world. Like, yeah. And so many people are watching that show, dude. Like, are people like, oh, the Luke is fucking, he made it, dog. Yeah, 100%. Like, uh, you know, it was just treated differently. You know what I mean? Like, even even compared to all the other stuff I did. You know, like, when, when I, Logan, Fast and Furious, Heels, and Young Rock, those were, like, the big four things that people really gravitated to when they, they were like, man, this is, it just puts you in a new, new level. Mm-hmm. You know, every time was a level up. Mm-hmm. So it's cool. Like, in, uh, you know, I just been in, I've been fortunate to have some predominant spots in some big films and uh, get my face seen and say a couple words with some major actors. And that, you know, for me to grow up the way I grew up and, you know, start this conversation off with telling you about my lifestyle and just just giving you like a little small glimpse of it, you know, to do what I'm doing now and to be able to, you know, have a house here and a house in Louisiana, you know, and have my kids here. It's all a blessing. You know, you're doing the same thing, bro. You got your kid here. You got your old lady here. Amazing. And, and you know what I mean? Like, and we're living our dream and we're out here with good people just, you know, trying to create magic and trying to entertain people and trying to bring, trying to give a product to the world to make it a better place than, you know, what it is. Because there's a lot of people out here that just, they're not good, bro. And they're not treating people good. And, and you know, we need to be better to one another. And, and you know, hopefully projects like what we do, can can provide some kind of entertainment and some escape for people that you know might might not have the best lives and need need some entertainment. I dude, I appreciate you coming on, dog, and and this was a long time coming, bro, and I'm fucking ecstatic about your your success, dude, and it's just gonna keep going up. I mean, they gotta get you back for fucking like a whole season. I mean, you gotta be a series reg on that, right? Yeah, that's what we're talking about. So uh, we're waiting, you know, they, like they just announced season three two weeks ago. So now we wait to see what, you know, if an offer comes uh, in. And, oh, the offer's coming and in, And then we bro. go, you know, and hopefully season three of Heels right after that and we roll back to back. Fuck yeah, dude. And we just keep rolling. We're rolling we in dope, bro. Yeah, now we're getting there. <laughs> I got a lot of catching up to do. I got, nah, I got a lot bro. of generational curses to break first. Yeah, dog, we all do, bro. Yeah, we doing it. My dog. Thanks right. for coming on, bro. Love you, brother. Love you, bro. Me, I know who I am. I'm a dude playing the dude disguised as another dude. What? You a dude don't know what do me is. This episode was brought to you in part by TSMA Consulting, the entertainment industry's leading social media firm. If you sign up for any of their management packages at tsmaconsulting.com, make sure to tell them Robbie sent you for an exclusive 15% off the first month. Thank me later.